Happy Friday, sister friends. I have to tell you, several months ago, I had been asked to be a speaker for a virtual conference that is coming up in the fall. It really is going to be a wonderful event, and I feel so blessed to be asked to be a part of it. Her Renewed Strength Co. is hosting a virtual women's conference for all women of faith. It's 100% free, and we want you to be there. The Renewed Conference is a virtual experience that exists to empower and equip Christian women to know God more and have boldness in their faith. If you want to grow in your walk with the Lord, if you want encouragement and practical guidance that will help you live out your calling, or if you just want to be healthier and simply enjoy a lifestyle that aligns with your faith as a Christian woman, this week-long virtual conference is especially for you. Click on my affiliate link in the show notes to register for free. The first sessions will go live Monday, November 6th and continue through Friday, November 11th. Now, do you give unlimited access to your bank account? Well, if not, why do we as people pleasers tend to give unlimited access to our time when it's such a precious resource? Today we're discussing how to set boundaries around your time and why it is actually biblically sound. If you're someone who struggles to set boundaries around your time, if you say yes to too many requests because you want to be seen as a good and responsible person, I can relate. For most of my life, I struggled to say no to requests for my time because I wanted to be perceived as a good person. As I've grown in my understanding of God's character and His desires for our time, I've learned how to decide what warrants a yes and what requires a no. I now help other professional women do the same. If you could use some help in this area, head on over to gracefieldleader.com slash method and grab a strategy session with me. That's gracefilledleader.com slash method. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really feel good enough no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, certified Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. My life changed when I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you time management, self-care routines, and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and free from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, This podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. 
Several times on this show, I've talked about how time is probably our most valuable currency. We can't make more of it, and there comes a day when our time will run out. When we think of currency, we generally think in terms of money. Now certainly, money is necessary to meet our basic needs, but once we have enough money to keep a roof over our head and food on the table, think about what we are saving for and spending our money on. Isn't it most often life experiences in the now and time for more life experiences in the future? We are essentially earning money to exchange for time. Time to create memories, time to rest in retirement, time to take family vacations. We are paying for experiences that require our time. Many people are trying to earn enough money to be able to afford to spend their time on the things they enjoy. So if we really look at it, time is the most valuable and finite resource we have. It is the currency with which we buy life experiences. So are you a good steward of your time? Or do you use a lot of time on things that Don't get you any closer to the God-sized vision that you have for your life. Let's look at money as a metaphor for time, since it's the currency we most often think of in terms of how we spend it and how we steward it. Most of you probably have at least one, one bank account, right? Well, do you give all of your family members, your friends, your acquaintances free access to your bank account? to withdraw any amount they wish for any reason that serves them? I doubt it. And do you think that you're being a bad Christian because you safeguard your financial resources? Even when you use them, do you spend without considering the expense? Do you just dish it out and hope you have enough to make it through the month? Or do you stop to assess the balance in your account? to determine if you have adequate resources? Do you consider whether buying something will fit with your priorities? And what about serving God with our finances? What does the Bible say about money? Well, did you know that money is mentioned more than 800 times in the Bible? God certainly knew that money is something we would place a lot of importance on. But he reminds us that All that we are given on this earth is His, and we are to honor Him with it. We are told in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with the new wine. Many scriptures reference giving a tenth of everything earned or produced as a tithe to God. If we give first to God with our finances, do we do the same with our time? Do you give God the first fruits of your labor and the first portions of your time? I would argue that we probably are supposed to be doing both. I know that I've had periods of time during which I've not been faithful in doing either one. I remember when I was newly married and we didn't have much money. I used to pay all of my bills first, 
then write a check to the church last, and it was usually an amount much smaller than a tenth of my pay. And still, it seemed like I was always running short of cash. Well then, the Lord convicted my heart in regards to my tithing. I began to write a check to the church first, and in an amount that was 10% of my earnings. I was terrified that I would run out of money for my other bills because it was a much larger amount than I had done previously. But you know what? Once I began tithing first, I never came up short. It was so strange because we seemed to have more than when I was giving less. I'm not even joking. The Lord truly did bless my faithfulness in giving. And you want to know what? This is an area that he's working on again. Several years ago, our little community church closed down, and we haven't found another home church. We're rarely home on the weekends to even attend an in-person Sunday service. I do give to several different charities, but I haven't been consistently tithing as I had in the past when we had a home church. And even while my salary has grown, I seem to barely make the bills each month. It occurred to me that I've been inconsistent in my obedience around finances. So if I'm not being a good steward with my finances as it pertains to my tithe, why should God bless me with more? How about the question of giving up your money to bless other people? Does God expect us to do that with no limit? Well, God does intend for us to bless people with our finances. Lots of Bible verses talk about giving to the poor. Proverbs 19.17 says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Proverbs 22.9 says, The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Proverbs 22.16 says, Whoever oppresses the poor to increase his own wealth or gives to the rich will only come to poverty. However, there is a difference between giving and helping. There is a difference between blessing and enabling. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10 says, If a man will not work, he shall not eat. In other words, if a person is capable of working for what they need, they should. We can easily become idle and sinful if we are just handed everything. When we see someone with a financial need, it's important to pause a moment before trying to meet the need. Instead of asking what will make them most comfortable, perhaps we need to ask what will help them become the person God created them to be. Be prayerful in your giving. God may be calling you to be generous, or maybe he's calling you to hold back and let him do a work in the other person's life. Discernment of his will is essential. And even if it makes us feel guilty, Obedience is obedience. Recently, I was challenged by this situation. I have a friend who struggles a great deal and always has. They've been inconsistent in keeping employment and they make a lot of unhealthy choices. 
For years, I've offered financial support, feeling a burden as a Christian to help someone in need. Well, it became increasingly clear, however, that I was enabling more than helping. I had offered to help with budgeting and offered other suggestions for several resources that might be an option to get help or help themselves. All of those suggestions were rejected. It became a regular occurrence to receive hints about needing money or outright requests for money without any evidence of there being attempts to help themselves. It became a very unidirectional relationship, and I was starting to build resentment. It started to affect my ability to send money to help my kids while they're attending college. It was putting me behind in my finances, and it was my own fault. I was not setting boundaries because of my own guilt. But I finally realized I wasn't helping my friend by enabling the same patterns of behavior to continue. And I couldn't be an infinite source of income. So I finally established a boundary, offering to help with budgeting and things like that, but that I could no longer support financially. It was very difficult, but it also was a great relief. If our relationship was truly a friendship, my boundary would be respected. If not, then God was working out something else in her life and in mine, and I needed to entrust her to him and trust him with that path. I share that story because I think that it's a common trap for us as Christians, especially if you are prone to people-pleasing. Where we struggle to set boundaries with our time, we often also struggle to set boundaries with our finances, and vice versa. So you see, the metaphor is pretty widely applicable. I guess you could say it's more like a simile than a metaphor for all you English grammar folks. <laughs> so to bring all of this back to the resource of time as a currency that we are to steward well, how well are you doing? Do you safeguard your time like you do your bank account? Or do you allow open access to your time? to your time bank account? Do you feel obligated to say yes to almost anyone or anything, so much so that your time account balance consistently runs in the red? Are you assessing your capacity to say yes and still be able to give it your best? When you approach the thought of spending your finite resource of time on something, do you stop and assess whether that time will be used for something that aligns with your priorities, your responsibilities, or the vision that God has for you? Does it get you closer to your God-sized goals? If not, it's important to further assess whether you even have the bandwidth. If you say yes, will you be compromising other things that are a higher priority? If so, Perhaps it deserves a no or a not right now. How about this? Do you give God the first fruits of your time? Do you set aside time every day to be in his presence? Before you go about your day, do you turn that day over to him and his leading? Do you live a life in partnership with him 
Or do you stick God in the corner? Are you appropriately generous with your time? Or do you allow others to take advantage of your generosity? Remember that God who created us in his image created everything with boundaries? He divided the land and the sea, the light from the dark, and he set aside time for rest. Jesus was an example of generosity and servitude, but he didn't say yes to everything. He did what the Father sent him to do, and he took time alone to pray. He took time for fellowship, and he took time to rest. So to summarize ways in which we should consider stewarding our time, much like we do our finances, in a way that aligns with biblical perspective, first of all, be aware of your account balance. Understand your your capacity for giving of your time while reserving enough to care for your mind, body, and spirit. Second, Consider each request for your time as a transaction to be considered. Stop and consider if it aligns with your personal or professional priorities. Consider if you would be giving of your time out of obligation and guilt or out of a true desire to serve. Number three, Give your time out of sincere willingness and generosity to help another person. Be prayerful to be sure you aren't allowing yourself to be taken advantage of or enabling someone to continue down a destructive path. And most importantly, give God the first fruits of your time. Seek Him first. Surrender your time and your life to Him. Ask for his guidance and clarity when you are conflicted about whether to give something a yes or a no. Remember, God is a God of peace, not confusion. He is the author of time, and he knows how you should be spending it, so you can trust his leading. Guard your hearts and minds, my friends. The enemy loves to distract you with all kinds of shiny objects, fear of missing out, guilt, and shame. Do not let him have a seat at your table. Arm yourself with God's truth. Now here's wishing you a wonderful weekend, which I hope includes some time for intentional rest. May God fill you with his grace and a heart full of gratitude. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encourage you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. 
I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.